You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show and Podcast. I am your host, Richard Franzi, and this is podcast episode number 995. Learning to reframe a threat into an opportunity is a priceless skill that can be utilized in any environment. We have a choice in every moment, and reframing teaches us how to retrain our brain to overcome our most primal fears. We've invited author and former league pitcher, pitching coach, Rick Peterson, to join us to discuss the concepts of reframing and its benefits. Rick, welcome to Critical Mass Radio Show. Yeah, how are you? I'm doing great. So I am very excited, ladies and gentlemen, to have Rick Peterson, author of Crunch Time, on the program today. Because I want to talk about this reframing. This is powerful stuff, ladies and gentlemen, especially for business owners and entrepreneurs who are my audience. But also because I, in the spirit of full disclosure, uh, was raised in western Pennsylvania. I went to the University of Pittsburgh. I'm a lifelong Pirates fan. And Rick and his family have a long association with the Pirates organization. So on a personal level, Rick, it's a joy to have you on the program. Wow, I, I did not know that. I went to Mount Lebanon High School, actually. Yeah, and my doing my background and prepping for this, I saw that, and I thought, oh, outstanding. And then you were pitching coach for a while for the Pirates, and you played in their organization. And, oh, it's just, uh, this is a dream come true for me. But we're not here to talk about that. I'm here to talk about your book, Crunch Time. So l- let's get into this. What was the inspiration for you to write this book, Rick? Well, I mean, I'm going to make it simple initially, but then give you a little bit of background. The inspiration was to make a difference in people's lives. I mean, when I started getting into coaching, um, I wasn't sure what I wanted to do when I was done playing, and coaching really wasn't at the top of my list. I, I had my educational background in a combination of art, and but mainly performance-based behaviors, um, really the mental game. And I had, I had opportunities to get into a doctor program, or psychology, which is where my real main interests. Um, but the Pirates had interest in bringing in some young coaches um, after I had injured my arm. And so once I decided to do this, it really it came down to the quality of a person's life is to truly make a difference in someone else's life. I agree. And, and, that's what a co- and that's what a coach is really about, because you give up yourself. It's no longer about you. And if you're going to be a great teacher, the, the prerequisite is that you've got to be a great student. And, and what you become a great student of uh, on multiple different levels, you become a great student of the people you're coaching and understanding their personal needs. Because you hear this comment very often, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to treat these players the way that I want it to be treated. No one cares about how I want it to be treated. <laughs> you, need to, you, you, need to treat, you need to treat those people the way that they need to be treated. And so... You know, long story short, when, when Michael Lewis came out to Oakland to write a story about how the Oakland A's with the second lowest payroll was winning 102 games, he was writing an article for the New Yorker magazine, and after he was in spring training for three weeks, he called his publisher back after coming off bestseller Liar's Poker, the, the Wall Street scandal, and he said, this is, this is a bestseller, and they said, he, they said, go for it. So he traveled with us for the entire season. And I had the privilege to sit next to Michael Lewis on the team bus for six months. Are you serious? And, oh, oh my God. Exactly. And we would have these unbelievable conversations about predictive analysis and 
sabermetrics and and uh, and but more than anything else, we talked about how people deal with fear, worry, and doubt, and how people deal with pressure, and how people look at opportunities. And and the Oakland A's, you know, in in the second lowest payroll, we. We lost at the end of uh, the year before Moneyball. We won 102 games. We lost Jason Giambi, MVP, to the Yankees. We lost Johnny Damon, all-star center fielder, to the Red Sox, and all-star closer Jason Isernhausen to the Cardinals. We didn't have the money to replace those guys. Moneyball was all about winning with us, and and we had to replace them. We replaced Jason Giambi with them. Patterson, who was the backup catcher for the Red Sox, who never played one game in first base in his life, but he had an on-base percentage, very high on-base on percentage. He averaged between 250, maybe half a year, and, he, and that's who our first baseman was. Hmm. He replaced MVP. Um, you know, so from a statistical standpoint, if you and the numbers may be a little bit different now, but if you have the best slugging percentage in that particular game, you'll win about like 65% of the games. If you have the best on base percentage, you'll win 75% of the games. So I, I sat next to Michael Lewis, and we would have all these conversations about you know dealing with pressure and re, and reframing. Money all reframed the entire sports industry, not only baseball, but the entire sports industry. And the Wharton School of Business, they have a class called Wharton Moneyball. And, you know, it's all about taking statistical probabilities and applying them, you know, to business. And so we would have these conversations, and Michael would be like, you know, but you got to write a book sometime. And I said, you know what, I'm not writing a book about me, and I'm not writing a book about baseball, but if I can meet the right business writer, you know, I, 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 would, I would love to be able to and because I read the One Minute Manager early in my career because when you think about sports, the pitching coach is the only truly one minute manager in all the sports where he's in uniform and can call timeout and run out to the mound right. and you have you have less than 60 seconds and you're having a private meeting in front of 50,000 people on national television. Hey, hey Rick, uh, my engineer is telling me our, our connection is degrading and so I think because what you're saying is important, I'm going to uh, ask him to run a commercial, ladies and gentlemen, just the one that we have here on the program, while he reconnects with you so we have a stronger mm-hmm. line, okay? So don't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. If you're listening to us live on octalkradio.net, if you're listening to us on the podcast, you may not even hear this segment because we may just edit that part out. But this, we'll be back with Rick Peterson in just one minute. If you are an Orange County business executive, this message is for you. Do you ever feel isolated with no place to turn for advice or feedback? Who holds you accountable to your commitments in your company? Where do you find the right resources to help you and your company grow? If you have these questions, then Critical Mass for Business might be the answer for you. Critical Mass for Business is committed to helping you make better decisions. These are groups of peers running businesses just like you, providing a great sounding board to test ideas and concepts, review plan and goals, and present issues and opportunities for discussion. The result is improved strategy, accountability, people, and execution skills. If you are interested in learning more, go to www.criticalmassforbusiness.com and learn more about our executive peer group. Do you want a free analysis of your inbound marketing? 
you want it in 30 seconds or less, then check out Marketing Grader, the free marketing tool from HubSpot. It's simple. Just go to marketinggrader.com, enter the URL that you want to analyze, and Marketing Grader will instantly give you a detailed report grading your lead generation, mobile marketing, social media, competitive benchmarking, and more. It's simple, it's powerful, and it's free. MarketingGrader.com. And welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Richard Franzi. You know, a great, great way to stay informed about our wonderful guests, like Rick Sutton, is to sign up for our weekly newsletter. Simply go to the uh, bottom of any page on my website, which is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. You'll see a mailing list box at the bottom, mailing list box. Simply type in your email address. Hit subscribe. You'll start receiving our weekly newsletter. That's all we do with it. We only send you weekly newsletters that talk about the great guests that we have planned for the Critical Mass Radio Show and podcast. We're back talking with Rick Peterson. We're talking about his book, Crunch Time. And what really caught my attention is this concept of reframing. So can, can you talk uh, about what reframing is and maybe the different ways of interpreting a solution? Absolutely. Reframing typically, what it specifically is, is taking a look at a pressure situation from a totally different perspective and and looking at it and asking yourself what exactly is the opportunity here and then then you take different actions different thoughts and then you get different outcomes and and people that I've realized from coaching for so many years in the big leagues 15 years in the big leagues the people that are really successful the most successful they always look at opportunities they look at problems as solutions and, and, and literally what happens, you know, with your the, the physiology of the body, that when you're under a threat or a problem, you know, you start to typically, this part of your brain starts to release this cortisol, you know, which then your mouth gets dry, your palms get sweaty, it's short of breath, you get your mind gets really, starts to race. I mean, you hear very often where people go in sports, Hey, the game sped up on me. Right. The game didn't speed up. The game is being played the same speed. Your mind's speeding up is what happens. And, and and then when you can ask yourself what's the opportunity and you can relax, then you start to release dopamine, which has a whole different physical response to your body. Your 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 blood vessels start to dilate and you get oxygen and glucose to your system and then you start to look at solutions, you start to get excited about the opportunity to perform at your best. We're talking with Rick Peterson. We're talking about his book, Crunch Time. And I'm wondering, in in the research that you did in preparing and writing this book, Rick, you know, most most of my audience are business owners and CEOs of their they're the leaders of their organizations. Did you see how the how how both on a positive and then maybe on a negative way, uh, a leader who isn't capable of reframing or who is capable of reframing, not only can they affect their own physiology, but kind of the, the consensus of the team that's around them? And, and if so, can you talk a little bit about that? Without question, because I think what you're talking about is is developing winning attitudes. And, and that's what great leaders do. They develop winning attitudes. And, and, and you typically build a culture in, in, within your team around winning attitudes and going back to the money ball years you know we looked at ourselves as money ballers we, 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 we knew we were you know we, we were the underdog and and I think what happens is when when you have a leader who literally can 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 have the confidence of the people they're leading to know that they've developed the best process for people to perform at their best and they put people on their team, in position to perform at their best. 
So when you talk about winning attitudes, what is a winning attitude? And what if you don't have it? How do you get it? A winning attitude is simply habits of thought that are productive habits of thought that keep people focused and motivated on the process of performing, not the outcome, but the process of performing. I mean, that's one business they call it best practices because you, you have the best process. And everybody stays focused on performing the process, not the, not the outcomes. And then what happens is now you have routines and daily routines that you can perform at your best. And this whole notion of being best, there's an incredibly high price to be best. And what I've learned as a major league pitching coach, these guys that are Hall of Famers and Cy Young Award winners, they're willing to pay that price to be best. And as I said, it's a high price to be best. You can't go to Walmart. You can't go to Target. It doesn't go on sale. There's no coupons for it. You got to pay full. Pre- you got to pay full price. You know, you, you have to pay full. You have to pay full price every day. You, you, this is awesome. Uh, you know, you, you can back up what you're talking about because I just want the ladies and gentlemen to know that you, you're well known for helping the A's develop what was known at the time as the big three, Barry Zito, Mark Mulder, and Tim Hudson. And so your experience working with 20-game winners and American Cy Young Award winners is evident based on the production on the field of those individuals and others that you've helped in your career. So help me to understand how, how you've taken that deep experience off the diamond and brought it into the boardroom and how you help business executives kind of be at the top of their game as it comes to reframing. Well, through our corporate our, our corporate workshops and, and our keynote speaking, we're really helping people understand that the strategy that happens on the field it, it happens in the boardroom as well. It happens in it happens in your sales presentations. It happens in you know your your sales cycles. It happens in medical practices. It happens with your family. Everybody deals with pressure, whether it's family, career, financial pressures, and you have strategies for that. And fear, worry, and doubt is public enemy number one of how we perform at our best. And fear, worry, doubt sits right right on the shadow of all of us on a daily basis. And if people think that these that these great athletes don't deal with fear, worry, and doubt, you're you're way out of line. These they, they deal fear, worry, and doubt is ever present with them. The difference is they do it on public. They they do it on national television in front of fifty thousand people in the stands. And fear, worry, and doubt literally is a lack of preparation, a lack of knowledge, a lack of insight, and a lack of talent. So when you're under pressure and you ask yourself, what's my opportunity? And then you ask yourself, am I prepared? Do I have confidence in my talent to perform this skill or, or, or execute this sales cycle or this meeting, this presentation? Do I have the knowledge of, of what I'm about to perform? And do I have the insight? If the answer is yes, then you've cut leg, you've cut the legs out from under fear, worry, and doubt, and and that, and that that's what gives you the confidence to perform at your best because you know you're prepared. I lead uh, CEO peer groups here in Southern California, and we have on occasion uh, talked about running the business and the pressures of running the business. And a couple of years ago, I I had the chairman of Angels Baseball on the show, and one of the things that we talked about and that I brought into the community is: Can you imagine? If you ran a business that a section of the local newspaper was dedicated to analyzing your hires 
and the performance of your employees and the strategic decisions that you make as the CEO. How much more pressure would that be than running a business that doesn't have that type of interest and then coverage? And so I, I see the parallels. It's a heightened sense of interest that people have about their sports team. So your point being that fear, uncertainty, worry, and doubt affect uh, professional athletes and owners, it, it's rings so true with me, Rick. Exactly. And, and, and I think the, the issue is, is the fact that it's it's the same, and and pressure is external. It's not internal. Okay. And 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 and, and when people truly understand, your mind is your master, your body is your servant. Your body will follow your mind. So if you can control your mind and can control your thoughts, then your your body's going to follow. And then and then once you have best practices and best processes, and you know that you're totally prepared. Because of this, this here's a this is a big question that everybody always asks and debates about. What comes first, confidence or success? Success or confidence? <laughs> they're related. They're, they're, they're related. They have they have a relationship, but they're not totally connected. What comes first is preparation. Because if you go into, as we prepared our pitching staff to go into the postseason, these guys have never done that before. What gives them the right to be confident? Because they're prepared. They knew that they were prepared. You, you go to take your legal exam, you know, what gives you the right to, to be to feel confident? You've never done this before. You've never taken this test before. Or you're going to do a big presentation, a big sales presentation. Or you go on and on. You know, in, in daily life, in your family life, again, you know, what gives you the right to be confident? Because you're prepared. And if you're prepared, then you know that you'll do well. So that that earlier statement you made here on Critical Mass Radio Show, and I'm talking with Rick Peterson, he's author of Crunch Time. Uh, we're talking about reframing and, and kind of stress and managing that. Um, you know, you talk about how a pitching coach is the original or maybe in sports the one-minute manager because of the time that you have on the mound to kind of talk to your pitcher. You know, we forget sometimes as sports fans watching these players play, they're young men. They're still finding their way as individuals, let alone as athletes, but yet they're standing on a mound in front of forty or 50,000 people. You're exactly right. But, but I think another point I think is really, is really important to really resonate here is the fact that when you look at some of the greatest performers of, of if you're fans of sports, so let's take Tom Brady. Tom Brady's arguably one of the best quarterbacks in the history of the game. Does he run faster, jump higher? <sighs> Does he have the best arm? No, he has the best mind. And and, and when you look at that Super Bowl, I believe it was like about three minutes left in the third quarter. They were down twenty-eight to three. And and I and I've met many directors of of sports telecast or sports television events. Um, you know, guys guys who did our games with the A's and guys who did our game with the Mets. And when you're watching that Super Bowl. There were many moments that, that that your entire TV was filled with Tom Brady's face. Why? They wanted to they wanted to raise the question: What is he thinking right now? What is he feeling right now? There was no panic there, and in fact, they said when they went into the locker room, down by how many points they were down, they they said this is an opportunity to have the greatest comeback for a Super Bowl win in the history of the Super Bowl. <laughs> they, they looked at it as an opportunity. Hence the reframing. So we're come full circle now, haven't we, Rick? We're right back yeah. to the original point. Yeah. So if someone would like to 
learn more about you and the keynote talks and the workshops that you do for companies, how do they find you online, Rick? Rick, Rick Peterson Coaching.com. And could you spell your last name? And spell the whole thing. Rick, R-I-C-K-P-E-T-E-R-S-O-N, coaching.com. Okay. And if they want to buy Crunch, crunch Time, where would you suggest they go for that? You can go right on Amazon. That's always a safe bet, isn't it? It's always just, <laughs> You can get about anything on Amazon. <laughs> except maybe maybe they won't, they won't deliver a pizza to go. <laughs> Well, who knows? The future, who knows what the future holds? Stay you know, tuned. Stay tuned. Wh- one of the things that I'd like to offer you is a, as the time back on the radio show, I'd, I'd really like to get into more of the content of reframing, and, and I think we just scratched the surface on that. If you're open to that, maybe our producers can find another time later where we can get, bring you back on to go a little deeper into the content of the book. Oh, I, I would absolutely love to. You know, because, you know, what, what we've realized um, from doing keynotes on Crunch Time and workshops on Crunch Time is that it just so resonates with with everyone because everyone wants a strategy of how to deal with pressure, and it it, it, it invades fear, worry, and doubt, it invades our private life and our minds on a daily basis. And once you have a strategy for it, you start to realize that if you if you just practice this strategy, it's a skill. This is not like in your DNA. It's a skill that everyone can learn. And from being around, as I said. You know, Steven Soderbergh, you know, I, I was the technical director of, of Moneyball for the first go-round. Um, Steven didn't get the opportunity to do it, but we worked together for five months. Brilliant, absolutely brilliant. Here's one of the greatest directors or top directors, you know, of all time, you know, Academy Award winner and the whole deal. You know, Michael Lewis, bestseller. And, and how many of his books became Academy Award winning movies? Exactly. You know, absolutely incredible. And to learn from them, to learn how their mind looked at situations was was absolutely so enlightening absolutely critical and and then to apply that to your coaching and realizing that you know what this is a skill set that we all can learn and we all can utilize and the other thing that I'd like to talk to you about in the future is having you give a talk to one of the peer groups that I lead of CEOs here in Southern California would you be interested in that at some point well, that would be awesome to do maybe like a Skype meeting. Yeah, right. We use uh, we use technology. So uh, I've got, ladies and gentlemen, if you're a member of the Critical Mass community in Southern California, stay tuned. We're going to find a way to bring more of Rick's concepts into the community. And for those of you that are loyal listeners to the podcast and radio show, stay tuned, as they say. We're going to have him back on the program at a future date to get into more of the substance as well of, of his book, Crunch Time. I, I so much want to thank you for giving of your time today. Uh, I consider you a friend of the program and also now uh, a valuable member of our ever-expanding critical mass business community. That's, that's very kind. And, and I think what we're, all, we're all team members to truly make a difference in people's lives in a positive way. I love that. Thank you very much, and thank you for your time today, Rick. You got it. Thank right. you so much. You're welcome. I'd like to thank our engineer for today's show, none other than Paul Roberts. Our producers are Joan Park. Crystal Nunley, Haley Stern, and I'm your host, Richard Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about the radio show and the CEO peer groups that I lead, maybe you want to join in time to hear Rick speak, then check out my website, criticalmass4forbusiness.com. And until our next show here on octalkradio.net, I hope all of your business decisions move your company in a positive direction. 
You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi, 